find. And I'm gonna kill every last one of them. Hello, good evening, good morning, wherever you are right now, and you're listening to us Untold Culture. It is me, Chris Josty. I'm joined today by a very special guest, uh, which is Kate Davis Speak, uh, oh, who is wow. a actress. Uh, <laughs> what was it? We say wow. It was an actress. I didn't, didn't realise I was the. I didn't realise I was the special guest. Yeah, I was you're, you're the special guest. Was the you're the special guest. <laughs> uh, you know, those guys can get introduced later. It's all good. Um, you know, it's, yeah, it's not bad. <laughs> but um, yeah, joined today by Kate Davis Speak, actress, uh, gamer, cosplayer. Um, yeah, she's just here to chat to us about The Last of Us and loads of other stuff, which is pretty cool. Also You're joined right. us today, we have Rayhan, also as Light Spear. We also have Mikey, I forgot Mikey's name, but he goes as Mikey. And we also have Wolf and Lamb's Clothing, James, who is our very talented resident artist. Um, not a special guest anymore. <laughs> no, he's not a special guest anymore. It's rude. F in chat for James. Be <laughs> yeah, um, you, you, you've been demoted, James. I'm sorry. Whatever. <laughs> whatever. Kate's now the only special guest. By me. That's a lot of pressure. <laughs> so, what's everyone been playing at the moment? What's everyone been playing this week? What games have you been enjoying? The classic <sighs> intro to what we've been doing. Um, what I've been playing this week is... Uh, what was I been playing? This year? I played. I've uh, currently finished the forest. So. Oh, you finished the forest. Nice. I finished. Yeah, I finally finished the forest with uh, with my friends. Um, it's a super short game, but you can long it out if you you know you want to mess about and build up your fort and stuff. But I, I found I found the ending of the game super super underwhelming. Um, Don't spoil it. Confusing. I won't spoil it for you guys, but. Um, yeah, it, it's it's one of those games where it's like it's really fun to play, but you're not really following the story. Like you pick up all these notes and and trying to like understand what's actually going yeah. on. But I don't feel like you're paying that much attention to it. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, I just want to go around and build a fort and chop down trees, <laughs> <laughs> and don't forget to kill the cannibals as well. I mean, Kane oh, is yeah, all about kill- Kane is all about killing cannibals. So I mean, I yeah, think definitely be up the street. <laughs> Definitely, from experience. Um, in, in terms of what I've been playing this week, I, I've been kind of avoiding getting too involved in any big adventures because I am obviously looking forward to playing Last of Us 2 tomorrow. And I didn't want to get too um, over my head, but I also like to enjoy my evenings doing something. So I dip into a bit of VR, just play some little um, bits and bobs. I started one the other day uh, called Boneworks VR, which is really oh, cool so far. Boneworks, what's that about? Um, I mean, I'm really on the early phases of it, but it's got, um, they described it as a VR game that totally knows it's a VR game. It's almost specifically making you feel like you are, um, I can't explain it. It's it's got a kind of portal feel to it. You know how everything's very kind of like computery sounding. You've got some weird like, um, droid type things going around and you're learning the vr mechanics as you go through which are really good actually um and uh i mean it was so good there was one point where i was trying to climb up some stairs and i like smacked my uh lampshade on the ceiling because i was scrambling to grab onto the next step so that was kind of fun so yeah i I, i've kind of touched the surface on that one um i've also been playing a bit of half-life alex which is cool and um two others actually i'll stop going on then but uh crisis vr gade or something um two which is a bit like i've had that for a while and never played it's this is the second one this this is um 
yeah if you like if you if you like time crisis it's so much like that but very hard i i kind of tore it off my head in a bit of a rage the other night because i i wasn't getting anywhere so um i I kind of forget because it's like time crisis you actually have to physically like dive out the way it's not like your character's going to do it for you whenever you see like um something to shield you with so it's just getting used to that difference between the vr type of game and the and the original time crisis and finally because i was so in love and enamored by the uh reveal of resident evil 8 um i was getting on my resident evil head on again and i thought you know what i'm just gonna play a little bit of resident evil 4 and i um reinstalled it on my pc and i haven't stopped playing it since so i've got a lot deeper into it than i expected to but it's it's, i think it's still one of my all-time favorite games so i thought i'd just have a little play around on that before i start on last of us yeah, because I, I actually saved the, you know, the stranger's life the other day. <laughs> she messaged me. She was like, I'm going to kill him because he makes a cute sound when he dies. I was like, no, don't it, kill it him. It is. It is. And I can't <laughs> believe you've never done it. But I will hold my hands up and say the first time I ever killed him, it wasn't deliberate. It was when I had the Wii U version. Sorry, not Wii U. The Wii version. Um, You're yeah. using the, the nunchuck. And it was so easy to accidentally stab stuff in, in it on that. And uh, I just remember stabbing him by accident. It just kind of goes like, oh, and you're like, oh, bless him. He's dead. That's really cute. I'm going to do it every time I see him now. So, yeah. Um, but I didn't kill him the night. Thank you for saving him, Chris. Uh, he, he he sends his regards. He's happy. <laughs> Stranger. He has to live. So he's hopefully he's in, you know, Resident Evil 8. Fingers crossed. That would be awesome, wouldn't it? It would be really cool. What about yourself then, Ray? What have you been playing? I've got a lot of games that I've been playing. Trying to keep my mind off The Last of Us Part 2. For anyone who's listening, um, when I played the first one, I completed it 14 times, both on the PS3 and PS4. Um, So I made a last-minute decision. Uh, Though Just Justy, Crofty K, Mikey, well, not Mikey, because Mikey has never played The Last of Us, unfortunately, and obviously Wolf in Lamb's Clothing, they are all going to discuss Last of Us Part 2 here uh, as a special episode. But for me, I, I've made the last minute decision hey, not what? to play the game. I'm going to play last it when the PS5 bro. comes out. Wait, what? what? You played Last of Us? What? I played The Last of Us, bro. I have to... We know we know he's played The Last of Us. We had a massive discussion about the music where me, you, and Mike spoke about it like, a few weeks ago. <laughs> you, bro, bro, he's been so silent was, about it. Bro, because I just, like, you know what I mean? Like, Last of Us 2 is just like, Last of Us in general is just like a massive game. Like, I just. The hype is just so real, like especially that like, we talk about it all the time. It's just like I'm we getting do. so hyped. We get, I get, I'm getting so hyped about it. Just, I just like, I just want some. I just want to mellow out for a second and just like wait to embrace the game. <laughs> I'm it, sorry, Mikey, but this is no episode to mellow out. We're on full hype train mode at the I know, moment, and, and we're I, going I'm, 100 I'm, miles an hour. And I know, and I'm glad I'm here to 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 have this this major final talk about it before we all delve in deep and and experience uh, this. Vector that's going to be Lost War Two. So I was like, okay. uh, let's get it out of our system and and really and really talk about it in more detail than what we've spoke about it already in previous episodes. Um, but to overlap what Crafty Kate was saying with the VR, I've been playing No Man's Sky in VR, one of the best Ooh. VR games I've ever played. Oh, really? Okay. I've yeah, never, never it's, played No Man's Sky in VR. It's very scary because physically you are in that universe so everything looks realistic all the planets are quite large um no spoilers for anyone but you do have to to travel into a black hole and and going into that black hole in vr is nerve-wracking um one of the the best experiences i've had yeah just just traveling in light speed traveling like really fast to a planet just approaching ringed planets and just just flying around it's just like whoa it, it really messes with your head 
yeah, there was know. um there was uh, there were moments in Farpoint um on PSVR that had that same kind of feeling. I don't know if you guys have played it, but yeah. I can I can relate to that 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 you've just described. And okay, you you've kind of sold me on the idea. I might stick it on my hit list of next thing of the next things to get I mean, for if VR. It's on Kate Kate's hit list. She'll definitely buy it. I will. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they've changed so much about uh, No Man's Sky now with all like the major update and that you can actually play with people and friends stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's, it's it's definitely popping off. With, with I'll always remember that epic fail. You know, he's like, yeah. and you can play with your friends. And some people got to manage to get somehow in this infinite game, got the exact same planet and the exact same part of the planet. And we're like, can't see you, dude. Where I'll are you? What, I'll tell you what, this, <laughs> I, I'll, I'll go into more detail about No Man's Sky next week because I just don't want to overshadow The Last of Us. Uh, Mikey, Wolf no and Lamb's Clothing. Guys, what are you guys playing before we dive straight into The Last of Us today? Yes. Mikey, do you want to go first? I've already said, I said that I've been playing the forest. Oh yeah, Mikey did say, Mikey's already spoke. James, the spotlight's on you, my friend. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I tried to play Hitman 2, you know, and the, the sort of, they did the reskin on the PS4. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah, it turns out uh, I suck at tact, so I just started playing Shadow of Mordor instead. <laughs> Which doesn't need as much tact, you just hack orcs' heads off. Yeah, yeah, I'm much better at that. And then I kept imagining, you know, all those East Yorkshire orcs again, so... <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're, we're fine. Uh, but yeah, that's you been, talk yeah. like this all the time. Look what yeah, you're yeah. doing, you humans. I'm going to eat all your bones. That's them. Yeah, that's what I've been on. I uh, got on. What, what did we call it last week? Yorkshire. <laughs> <laughs> Yorkshire. <laughs> Yorkshire, yeah. That was amazing. That's it, Yorkshire, yeah. Yorkshire, yeah. Right then. That sounds very good. <laughs> so, let's everyone close their eyes. We're going to go back. We're going to go back in time. We're going to go back to the 14th of June, 2013. Wow, which okay. is the release of a game that we all in this chat love, The Last of Us. Okay, so we're back in 2013. It's the first time you've played the game. and Maybe some of you have played the game after 2013 because you played it on the PlayStation before remaster. But there's some questions to ask. What moment, now everyone in this chat right now, what moment for you defined that game for you as a game, like one of the best games of all time? What moment you played, as small or big, was it for you that define that game as one of the best games you've ever played. James, you go first. Oh man, mine was so early on, but it's, it's that intro, man. Um, yeah. You know, you. I didn't because uh, 2013. I wasn't watching as many video game trailers back then, but I knew that this game was going to be special. I remember um, I was coming back from a festival, and I was hungover and I was tired, and I just got home, got my ass out of the house, went to ASDA, picked it up, and walked straight back, and put that game on and that intro did not play around you know it's really good that i got attached to sarah so quickly and then uh, just sets the tone for the whole whole game there will be spoilers by the way people are listening so you know it's been out oh yeah major spoilers ahead if you've not played the last of us one um, we're not going to spoil last of us two who hasn't played the last of us (laughs) <laughs> well, me and Kate know someone, Greg Draven, if you're listening. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's in the bad books, isn't he? <laughs> he is. I'm going to have to agree with uh, James with that uh, that intro. I don't think I've ever played a game with such a captivating intro like The Last of Us, um, where you just get so attached to already playing a character and then for for that character to be killed. It's just, 
yeah, like uh, I know many people that um, have cried or even like got like really emotional about that moment. Right. So wait, it, yeah. Wait, pause you a sec, Mike. How many people cried in this? Like, yeah, I cried. I'm nearly crying thinking about it now. <laughs> I was laughing. Sorry. <laughs> what? <laughs> I was no, genuinely speaking, I was just like, yeah, okay. One, one, one. I was like, okay, fair enough. I want to see more people die because you know you can't have a post-apocalyptic world without people dying. Don't get too attached. This isn't Game of Thrones. <laughs> um, yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't expecting her to because obviously Ellie. She plays such a big role, and I, I didn't see as soon as you you play a Sarah, I, I didn't see that sort of that link between Sarah, Ellie, and and Joel because there had to be a a significant factor for Joel to look like he, what he was a rugged out, torn out, does doesn't look after himself type of person. You know, mm-hmm. if he had a daughter living in a post post apocalyptic world, he would probably take care of himself. So straight away, Room. I kind of realized that something would happen to the to the girl. I was probably thinking something would happen to the brother because I, I didn't expect to come back to Tommy uh, when in the farm uh, in the beginning when when there's aspects and they they said that Tommy was part of the the, the fireflies that was kind of a cool moment and, uh, as well for me but the most epic moment for me speaking I think it's just generally the ending that that whole relapse of everything that's happened in the game you have that last however long you want to play that epilogue for right however long you just want to stare out into what is it Boston. I stared at that thing far too long. I didn't want the yeah, game so, to end. I was like, nah, I'm going to stare at Boston a bit. And it's longer. the music, isn't it? It's not just, it's not, it's not, it's, there's, there's minimal gameplay in, in it, right? There's like music, there's atmosphere, there's characters, there's dialogue. That's it. There's no, there's no actual gameplay in that. So it's, it's the music. It's that, that, that very light tone that Gustavo has, that fleeting innocence that he calls it, right? Or, yeah, or, yeah, or yeah, what's yeah. it called? In it, yeah. Um, and and uh, it was for me. I just wanted to just stay there, and I didn't want the game to end because if I did, if I played through that that epilogue and go to the end, I knew I would never go back to to. I would never get to a stage where I would feel like this again. And I know the Lost Was Part Two may have aspects of that, but for me, that will be forever my defining moment in video game history. Wow, Kate. What about you? What was the moment you knew the Last of Us was a special, one of the best games ever? I mean, obviously, I have to instinctively say the the introduction, same as everyone else has said, but to kind of um, add something a bit different, I guess, just the, I mean, the quality of the acting as an actor myself, being so pulled in by a video game, um, the dynamic between the characters, uh, the way that their arc changes, you know, their rapport with one another. And actually, just the dialogue between the characters whilst you're playing as well—not just the cutscenes, but yeah, just you know, like the, the stuff, they, the comments—and you can feel the relationship. So well. They're so good, and I, I honestly think it was one of the best, um, most uh, engaging examples of that. And uh, also, just the you know the the violence, even towards like um, the character of Ellie. Obviously, she's a young girl. Seeing that kind of brutality towards someone like. That is not something you see very often in a video no. game. They are kind of, you know, pushing it a bit there, but it just it just really stood out. And I suppose finally as well, as a gamer who actually just wants to play something, I you know, I love my scary stuff, I love my horror games. I was terrified of the clickers. I couldn't believe how um quick and powerful they are and how helpless you feel and how much you, you literally feel sick with dread knowing that you've got to face them. Um a so just all of those yeah, just all of those moments of creeping about and um it yeah it, it's just 
it's terrifying but you feel so compelled to want to keep playing because those characters are so strong and you really do give a damn about them so you just feel like you've gone the whole um story with them and i really can't wait for part two <laughs> it's ridiculous <laughs> not long it's less than 24 I know. hours it's, it's uh nuts. so mikey what about you what was your what was the part you knew the last of us was an incredible masterpiece that you'd never forget never forget i think um Tell you in mind when you're done. Don't worry. <laughs> I think with playing two different characters um, throughout such a compelling story is probably like what made me realize how attached, uh, how amazing storytelling can be portrayed in video games. Like, there's been countless games in the past that I've played that I've just got really attached to the characters and stuff. Um, but yeah. that's probably what defined this game as being how how amazing the game is is these two characters that don't know each other in the beginning and then end up becoming like so attached and so familiar with their personalities and stuff like that um towards the end of the first game uh yeah that that was the defining moment where i was like wow okay this is this is storytelling at its finest in a game form no, so, yeah. fair, fair. No, that's I. I agree. The characters are very strong, and my moment kind of is a is a different one to all of you. And it's it's just for the particular, just how surprising how much it worked was the moment with the giraffes is when I knew this game was something oh, special. Yeah. Oh, the giraffes! Because we've just gone through. Ellie has just gone through hell. She's made her first proper kill that we've seen. Uh, you know, to save Joel's life. Joel's obviously lambaster over that. She's obviously really depressed and down. You know, she's you know, been robbed of this. Girl's been robbed of her childhood. And that moment she sees the giraffes with Joel is her childhood just comes back for that fleeting moment. It's just her, Joel, and the giraffes. And you can just see it in her. Like, as Kate says about the, the, the performances, you can just see that that one moment, Ellie can finally be a child again. I love the little section, you know, where she gets like super excited about when she first sees the giraffe and she starts running through that uh, abandoned yeah, building. Yeah, I know, I know. And then it it's opens beautiful. out into that scene. It's beautiful. And it's like, wow. It's phenomenal storytelling from the team at Naughty Dog. Just because it wasn't much dialogue even needed. You could just see from the performances, the mocap, the animation in front of you. James will appreciate mm. the art, the art style. It was just all just perfect. It was just, it was a, it was a sea of beauty and a sea of darkness. It was mm. it was yeah. Ironically, to, you had to you had to beat this fat blob thing <laughs> to get to that giraffe bit. Um, you know when you're underground in the where the cars are, you're you're going through that sort of highway, but yeah, it's underground, yeah, yeah. and there's like a ton of spores, and you have to get from point A to all the way to the end before you can actually get to that that bit yeah that was I, I guess as a sense it was quite rewarding to finally be able to to have a look at all this beautiful artwork that naughty dog created after such a hard level i mean i i, I started that game on hard right so i, wow. I i'm sure i, I did <laughs> that game on like, not even dude playing that game on, on grounded mode afterwards was hell on earth <laughs> I've still not done a playthrough of Last of Us in grounded mode. It is it is one of the most hardest playthroughs you can ever do in a video game. The fact that it, it has like no checkpoints, barely any checkpoints, you have to restart a whole level from the beginning, you don't get fuck all ammo, no resources, and the the AI is just unbearable. They they come at you really, really strong. For an ex for, for a good example, right? Um the uh when you're when you're tied up 
uh, upside down, right? You're accidentally oh, turned that's up from Bill. That piece, that was that was such that a that. Piece. So basically, that you, you know how like when you're playing the game normally, you're able to aim and shoot perfectly fine. On grounded, yeah. it sways so much, <laughs> and you have between two to three seconds before they kill you. As soon as they grab you, game over. That's it. You don't you Whoa. don't get a chance to 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 keep mashing the square button to to try and fight them off. As soon as they grab you, you got to start all over again. Do we all remember that death animation that sticks in my head so vividly of when a clicker rips your throat out? Oh, <laughs> kind of fun, yeah. <laughs> so the noises, the noises, man, the t- most terrifying noise um, for an enemy. P.S. Um, Grounded mode doesn't give you the the R one hearing thing. Oh, great! You, you have to play that game without the hearing mode, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah he's just playing spot the clicker then isn't it going through the, the <laughs> graveyard level going there's one okay i'm gonna keep an eye on that because i can't check for it later here's one the question i wanted to throw out to all yeah you guys, go for it man it's gonna be a bit controversial really throughout playing the whole game and learning these two characters who did you prefer playing as oh my god what a question sarah <laughs> 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 Someone take the floor. He wants to go first. <laughs> I know you've got to think about it. I I, I would say um, I I like playing as Ellie um, as a as a female. It's always nice to do. Um, and I think at that point in the story, you had a real sense of um, like her strength developing as well. I don't know. Yeah. I just I yeah. found her really enticing at that point, and I was really rooting for her. And I love to see how she could fend for herself as well. So yeah, I love them both. Movie. I love both characters so much. But I, I have to I sort of just go out on them and say Ellie first off. Um, yeah. I'm going to have to say Joel. I know that's completely opposite. <laughs> uh, but I mean, it's just, for me, I, I'd never felt so attached to a male game protagonist. He wasn't like, I'm gung-ho, you know, I'm ripped muscle yeah. as hell. He was a genuine guy who had yeah. gone through shit. Like you said, he'd seen both sides. You could really relate to this guy because both of us have, you know, we've all done good and bad things. I mean, I know that sounds really weird, right? But we have, like, not, not like as extreme as killing somebody, no, but we've all done bad things in our life, or at least some of us have, I, I, you know. <laughs> but <laughs> but we've, all done, we've all done good things in our life. And it's very much like Joel was a character who blurred both sides, like what is yeah. good and what is bad. And it was just, you could just really resonate with him as a human character. He was not like, as much as I love Nathan Drake from Uncharted, you can't really relate to Nathan Drake. It's like flipping, he's just solid at what he does, you know what I mean? Yeah. But when it when it comes to Joel, such a human character, yeah, related with him massively. And I could, I could play the, yeah, just such a character that stays in my mind for the rest of my life and someone who I'm just so glad I got to spend time with. That's cool. Mm. I'm gonna have to say Ellie as well. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> mainly because of that whole mission where she goes off and you know she's a uh, I forgot that guy that she has to kill the the cannibal David. Guy. Yeah, David. And she goes through that whole experience by herself, and she's like being really bossy yeah. and saying like, "Come here" or "Do this." Like, um, yeah, that was just really really cool to see in such a young uh, female protagonist in, in a game. Is yeah, just um. Being that being that character and playing the so was was different from other games that you normally play. So yeah, I'm gonna say Ellie. Gamesy boy. Yeah, well I'm I'm nothing against I love playing as both of them, but you know, Team Joel, I think <laughs> Team um, 
Yeah, team Twilight now. Team Joel. I, I appreciate a plaid shirt, so, you know, just... <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> there you go. Speaking of clothes, though, just, just real quick. Um, something I noticed when I was replaying Last of Us. Ellie's t-shirt design, have you seen it somewhere before? I have indeed. Come on, then. Reveal on the it. Soft side of the jet ski in Uncharted 1. Yeah. Yes. Seriously? <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's, wow, um, I didn't even know that. there's a couple of Easter eggs that connect the game, isn't there? Mm-hmm. A few different Easter eggs. Um, you can you you can find uh, a pandemic board game in in Uncharted Four about the Last of Us, which is really funny. <laughs> yeah. There's um, see one. There's a news article in, in Uncharted Three, isn't there? About the quarterceps. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's the scary thing. That's the really scary thing about Last of Us is that quarterceps is real. It you know, is the I'm, most realistic zombie game of all time. Yeah, have you, have you ever seen like um, footage of Cardiceps and what it does to like insects? Yeah, it's terrifying. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And then I was watching Amber, and he says, um, you know, how Cardiceps always, you know, it goes for um, popularity. You know, uh, species that are getting too out of control, and and then the human race is just kind of like looking at his shoes, going, I <clears throat> may. <laughs> <laughs> I need to. I need to look into that. Actually, I. I, I didn't. I, I want to see what happens to insects. Oh, it's, that's, it's, that's my it's next mad. thing to do after this. <laughs> it's mad. Okay. You're gonna. You're gonna message me and go. What? Jesus. Terrifying. <laughs> it's scary. Like what it does to ants. You're just watching it going. Oh my gosh. Oh my god. Yeah, I'm already doing it. I'm picturing it. That's yeah. I need to look into that. It's very weird. But <laughs> weird and wonderful as it may be. Okay, so what is, and I don't know how people are going to, I think you guys will, the soundtrack is so memorable. What's everyone's most memorable piece of soundtrack from Gustav Center and Aya? What is your, what is, what is, what is your most, when you play The Last of Us Part 1, what is, what is the bit of music you remember the most? Like what scene, what music is that linked to? Vanishing Grace, straight away, straight off. Vanishing Grace is the, is, is, is the melody that plays throughout the whole game in key aspects where uh, the game slows down and then Gustavo sort of rises the tension with his drums, that, mm-hmm. that yeah. slow-building drums. But throughout the whole game, the slow moments between Joel and Ellie, it is literally Vanishing Grace. Uh, there are moments in the game where the Last of Us theme plays, but that yeah. is more like an ident to to the adventure that's happening. Yeah. Um with the the organ, the the season changes, organ and the aftermath, the violin bit, that is more of of a of a homage to the human species and more of the population and 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 mm-hmm. the buildings and, and the environment. But in terms of the journey between Joel and Ellie's relationship, uh, it has to be Vanishing Grace. When you listen to that for the first time, uh, you just want to have it on your Spotify, iTunes on repeat all night long. <laughs> Don't worry, by the way, if you're not like Rayhan and know the name of the track, you can just describe the scene, <laughs> scenes it was used in. I was just going to generally say like the title theme and what have you. But to be honest, now that you've, you've sort of raised the question, I am actually going to stick uh, some of the tracks onto my Spotify because I listen to a lot of video game music when I'm out and about doing stuff. Nine times out of the ten, it's Tomb Raider soundtracks. Or I, mean, um, I like the music. I like the music from like the Elder Scrolls as well. Um, but. Yes, uh, Skyrim atmosphere was really. I've I've been, I've never played. Hear this out. This is a Last of Us special, but I just wanted to say this because okay. I haven't said this. I've listened to about fifty hours of Skyrim soundtrack, but never played the game. Nice. Just wanted to put that out. Never, right. played, so, never played the game. Never played the game, but listen to fifty hours of the soundtrack. The atmosphere is beautiful. Never played the game. I will get to it eventually, but yeah, 
just wanted to put that out. I I can totally understand that. I mean, back when I had um, Oblivion uh, on the Xbox 360, I used to just uh, like call up an Xbox friend, chat to them for hours, walking around at Oblivion. Didn't do any adventure. I just wanted the music playing whilst I was walking about, <laughs> chatting my way. So I totally I totally get where you're coming from there. Um, sorry, but to sway it back to The Last of Us, I do I feel embarrassed to say I I can't specifically remember certain points of the game, but. Um, I will probably have a little listen tonight just to add to the hype train just before I go to bed. So I'll have a little listen through oh, all of them then. The hype train. Yeah. No, but that, that, theme, that theme, though, like you say, Kate, is so memorable. It, it's mm. one of the most memorable video game themes of all time. It, it's up there. You mm. know, it's, it's in the top 10. Yeah, I'm exactly the same as Kate. Like, there's so many great uh, moments in a game that uh, that you just remember, but I can't really pinpoint exactly at what, what part of the game uh, and soundtrack uh, I really remember but that theme tune as soon as that first note hits um, you're like okay yeah that's Last of Us like yeah. and um, yeah it's one of the most memorable like you said Chris uh, theme tunes out there so yeah that's that, that for me it's, it's, it's the, the gravelly texture is just so clever isn't it you know you can hear like someone walking on gravel as part of that theme it's such like it really makes you listen when you hear that. I don't know if you guys ever noticed, but it's like sounds like someone's walking on gravel. It's uh, I don't know how he did it. Like this level, wow. <laughs> yeah, I remember um, there was a there was a busker in Leeds, and he was playing some stuff, and uh, there's just a song I couldn't place it. And then yeah, he was doing the the title theme from. No. Black- well, I would have given that busker whatever. <laughs> Be like, you want you want a subway? There's a subway. A I, did I mean, that's that's as good as money, right? And would you give him? Just like a, a nod. I nodded at him as if to say, I, nodded, nodded. <laughs> I mean, that's like that's like saying you can pay actors in exposure. So I wouldn't mention that. Well, <laughs> sounds about right. Oh, oh dear. <laughs> They're already messing. They love us, really. Um, I know. James, what about you? What about me? Well, what's what's the most memorable memorable piece of music for you? Title theme, isn't it? Title theme for you as well. Fair enough. That's, that's, is... a good, that's a good thing because like a lot of uh, a lot of you people don't actually remember most of what happens in the game through sound but the only thing you remember is that Last of Us theme and and it does play a lot through the game. Uh, along yeah, with everything is. else, but I'm. Um, it's quite surprising to see that you guys only remember the main melody. The, not mine is the path. The path is beautiful. Path is a beautiful track. What part does the path play? The, the path is is in the is in quite a lot. The path is kind of like it's a little. It's it's. Da, 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 it's got four da, different da, variations, doesn't da, it? Da, 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 da. Yeah, the the, the 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 path is basically played at like when they kind of travel from one area to another. Like it's it's quite a key, but it's such a memorable piece of music with loads of different strings and stuff, and it's it's very good. Maybe not strings, but like guitar bits. There we go. That's better. <laughs> Okay, so we've gone on that adventure. We've said what we found most memorable. We've mentioned the music. We've mentioned the performances. We're there. I think we've just recapped The Last of Us Part 1 amazingly. However, I want to ask you a quick question taking you back. What was the saddest death for you in The Last of Us Part 1? Oh, okay, let's put Kate on the spot. Kate, what, yeah, was the, what, what was the saddest death for you in The Last of Us Part 1? It, it has to be uh, the little girl at the beginning. Do you say her name's Sarah? Sorry, I couldn't remember Sarah, her. Yeah. yeah, it has to be. I mean, that's the one that kind of starts you off in the emotional um, journey. 
Oh, yeah. see, for me, it was Tess. When really? Tess, when Tess died, I was sad, really sad. Yeah. Did you cry? I she had a little tear, like a single tear, just ran across oh. my my cheek. Just one, just one, just one, tear. Just one, just one, one salty tear. <laughs> one salty tear. <laughs> but, mine was, uh, mine was uh, do you remember Sam? Yeah, I remember Sam. Yeah, yeah. Boy. It wasn't necessarily like, the saddest one. Like, I think Casera was the saddest one, but that gave me a tolerance of death. Like, there's something you don't often see the kid, you know, die in a, in a, in a TV or video game. Usually, you know, kids and are kind of off limits, but. Sarah set this standard up, and I was like, "Okay, that's pretty shocking." And then, you know, I feel bad. It's Sam, isn't it? He gets, um, he gets yeah. the scratch, and he, and he hides it. And I just felt so bad for him because you knew what would come in. Oh, you... yeah, yeah. Sorry, I've just remembered which bit you mean. Sorry, 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 Karen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like you know, it's like it's like finally they get a little bit of rest, they get a little break from everything that's happening, and they're holding out of the house. But then you find out Sam's. I think he's been bit or scratched, and, and he hides it, and you think. Oh, you get it. He's just a kid. You know, he isn't gonna want to tell anyone. But man, and yeah, like the the ramifications of what that causes. I mean, do you remember exactly what happens? That's this. Yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, was what was the dad's name? Henry. Henry. Maybe? Yeah. yeah. Um, it was. Was, it was that. There was that scene between him and Joel, and basically he was just trying to say, "Look, it's it's. I got to deal with it. Just fuck off. Like like you 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 do your thing. This is this is my kid. This is this is my blood." Uh, and I, was it? He shoots him, wasn't it? Like behind closed doors or something yeah 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 yeah. and then you see his you see his grave uh in that little rainforest just before you go to the dam Uh, and ellie you can do that triangle interaction and then ellie just you see like the teddy bear or the backpack or something Mm. and that was just just heartbreaking because just you don't want to see that in video game well ray you just brought me into my next question which is quite interesting because the last of us is very much like uncharted did uh, it kind of paved the way of little moments in video games, like Kate was saying earlier, with the little conversations. Uh, what's what's your favorite little moment that just happened and you were like, oh, wow, that did not expect to see that in a video game? Stop, Stop with James this time. Okay, go for James, because I was just going right. to say something stupid. That... <laughs> <laughs> it can be stupid. It's just your little favorite no, it's, moment. It's that, you know that beginning bit when you're at the quarantine zone and those, those guys get shot because they're getting ID'd? I kind of ran into them and they kind of shot me. And I didn't, I didn't realize that would happen. Because I, I, there's, there's a barricades, right? And there's people getting shot. I kind of jumped over that. I think I broke the game. And then, and then one of the, the two guys shot me. And the game just went all like red as it does when you die. And it respawned me. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Fuck, this was cool. <laughs> Go on, James. What about you, mate? What was your favorite little, little moment? Well, I, th- I think we've covered like... I mean, obviously, I don't want to sound morbid. But obviously, I, I, I do appreciate that they were brave enough to kill off certain cast members and those are the bits that stuck with me because that's when I realized this game wasn't playing around and I think for me one of the I played the game in two sittings and the part that killed me was when I thought Joel had died Um, ah yes 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 and you know then you start playing as Ellie and I was like oh my god is this I was thinking is this like an epilogue or is this like halfway through or and the game's so good at like you have no idea if Joel's alive or dead true And that was the bit, and I had to call it quits there. And I just remember thinking for like, till the next night, I was like, is he alive? Is he alive? Is he alive? And that's when I was like, yeah, this game gripped me. It's good. That was like a, that's just what I remember, you know. Well, my, my favorite little moment to kind of set what I was going for is the part where you have to hunt the deer as Ellie. 
Because it's not a really big, massive gameplay moment, but it's something you remember. And it's something, again, that shows you to Ellie, as Kate was saying earlier, she's grown up, she's matured. This is this is the life she lives now. She has to, you know, she she, she has to fend for herself. She has to kill her. You know, she's to help save Joel, you know? And she knows that. And yeah. to me, that was such a cool little moment where I was like, oh, wow, this really character development is strong right now. Like, she she doesn't want to do it, but she knows she has to. Mm. And that was that was such an important moment for, for me anyway, personally. What you, Kate? What's what's your favorite little moment in the last of us? I think I think it's just the encounters with the clickers the first time round. I think I was just so surprised after playing things like Resident Evil and sort of seeing monsters, but still knowing where you stood with them. You know, shoot them plenty of times. Eventually, they're going to go down. <laughs> I think realizing that clickers are pretty, um, pretty much invincible. Stupid to a certain degree and kind of stupid but it's that feeling of of yeah just not you know that they're a totally different creation it's so nice to see a different type of monster on screen yeah. um you know you can get a bit zombied out even though i do love my resident evil games they obviously keep mentioning but it's just nice to see something completely unique and they're really terrifying i love anything that involves stealth so creeping around them and just the ferocity when they do attack you like we saying that kind of cut sequence of when they do come pummeling towards you um yeah i just i just remember being kind of blown away by that really and realizing that i was playing something a little bit different to the other games i've been hooked on i'm gonna say for for me it's probably the amount of times that joe and ellie got separated like Mm -hmm. especially like that scene you know when uh god when is it you know that part where they're in that that kind of like tunnel and then there's that bus yeah 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 and then they go they go under the water thing and joe gets separated from ellie Oh, what you mean the generator bit? Oh my god, I hated that. It's a really hard. That's a really hard part of the game as well, from it what is. I recall. Because yeah. every time you would you would get that generator to work, you were just like, "Fox, is, is there a clicker coming behind me?" And when you realised <laughs> that 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 massive blob was chucking things at you while you were trying to run to the door with a key card, you're like, "Oh my god, I don't want to do this again. Please don't die. Please don't die." Yeah, yeah. Just all all of those kind of like intense moments where it's like it's like you feel like there's like a near death thing kind of about to happen. And then, um, yeah, it's just, oh, it's, yeah, that stuff kept. More of a jokey question now. And we already know Ray's answer. <laughs> what, what was your silliest death? What death would you play and you play through the last and go, no matter what playthrough it was and go, why did I do that? Um, I, I tried chucking Molotovs at Henry when he was in the house <laughs> waiting. I have a video of that actually. I chucked like seven <laughs> Molotovs at him, and he was just standing there with his arms crossed, like, "You ready, Joe? You ready to move, Joe?" Oh, you're so morbid. You okay? Okay, uh, Kate. What about you? What was your most silliest death? Oh, I can't think of one off the top of my head. It probably would have been running in, guns blazing, in a situation where I should have been creeping about and probably very quickly regretting that moment. Went full yeah. Rambo. Never go full <laughs> yeah. Rambo. Sometimes. Never go full Rambo. <laughs> James, what about you? You got anything come to mind? Yeah, I I did it last weekend. Um, I was oh, playing. It's fresh. Yeah, I, I was playing it, and it was the, you know, like the very one of the very early encounters. It's um in the is it it's like a, is it train station? And it's like there's a nice mix of um the regular sort of cordyceps infected, and then there's the clickers as well, and you got to get sort of work your way through. Um. And I was, I'd, I'd paused it. I was like, right, I'll just quickly go and do something. And then as I got off the bed, or I did some, I accidentally unpaused it. And then I, I, and the pad was upside down and the analog stick started moving Joel and I could see the whole thing happen. And I was like trying to run back and do a slow motion, max pin dive onto the bed. <laughs> but, you know, it's already got me and started eating my face. 
So <laughs> that was me being silly, though. Yeah, it was more you being silly than the yeah. It was definitely that was your fault. Yeah, that's on me. Mikey, do you have one in in your mind at all, mate? I think for me, it's the part where in the very, very, very beginning where your car crashes and then uh, you're trying to like run through the street while it's on fire. I think I just took my time and was walking through the street. And I just, you know, just looking around <laughs> and then I, and I and then they just come and grab you and kill you. But I, I think I did that like two or three times just because I wanted to see what like what happens. And <laughs> So yeah, that's probably mine. Just like getting getting killed on purpose, just to, to my, see how it looks. My silliest death was in Billstown. You know, when you're going into the school and you're supposed to run through that window. I was like, nah, I can kill loads of all these, not realizing they just keep on spawning. So I'm wasting ammo, shooting all these infected coming towards me. Then in the end, I had no ammo and died. <laughs> yeah. So that didn't. What work was out it? Very well. What was that bit? Because um, grounded mode doesn't give you any hints. And uh, I think there was one moment where I completely forgot that it was a quick time event and I was just trying to like eat my food really quickly or something. And just Joel just all of a sudden just got bit. And I'm like, bro, bro. Because remember grounded mode, like it restarts you from the beginning of the level. Yeah. Oh. So, um, <laughs> oh, oh, so brutal, man. That's so brutal. Yeah. <laughs> right. And he's checked him before we go on to the next question. What stuff have people watched from The Last of Us Part 2? Okay, have you, what have you nothing, watched? Nothing, nothing, okay. nothing, nothing. Okay, cool. That's good to know. Right. Do you need me to go? Do you need me no, to no, leave? No, 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 you stay. There'll be no spoilers. Um, <laughs> I'm going to keep quiet who doesn't know the spoilers, so don't worry. I'm not going to answer this question. But I know all these people in here haven't looked at anything because they're all, you know, I was unlucky and got it spoiled. So the question I want to ask you guys is what are your hopes for The Last of Us Part 2? What do you hope happens in the story? What do you hope happens in the gameplay? What do you think? Kate, you go first and put you on the put you in the in the light. Um I'm I suppose I'm I'm looking forward to obviously where they go with the characters. Um I know they've already shown Ellie growing up into a a, a proper tough cookie, but I want to see her now as a as an adult, as a as a young woman hunting. Um I'm interested to see what they do with Joel, um, whether or not he's slowed down. Um, I don't even know how much further in the future it is. I really have tried to steer clear of everything. Don't worry. Um, and, and I don't know if you remember, well, of course you will, of course you will. The very, very original, um, I did see the very, very original teaser for it. There was a yep. scene where there's this woman getting dragged along the floor and yep. then she's about to be disemboweled and there's a whole bunch of characters there. I mean, I saw that woman and I was like, she looks badass. She looks like a hench Lara Croft type character. I really want to know who she is. Part of me wonders if maybe she's like an older version of Ellie or something. So I suppose that those are the little elements I was like, oh, this is all completely new. I don't know anything about this. So I'm interested to see where that storyline comes from and how it merges with what we already know. Um, and just, uh, just... I'm excited to just see where they've gone graphically. You know, you mentioned the music before, what the music's going to be like, yeah. what the animation's going to be like, yeah. um, just just how they're going to step up their game because I already feel that, um, I mean, yeah, I mean, the, the original one was a long, long time ago, but I still play the remastered one and it, it, it still kind of looks like top-end PS4 yeah. technology. Yeah. So how on earth are they going to max that out even more? I don't reckon there's even going to be much gap graphically between that and what we go in with on the PS5 when it starts off. So I'm just excited to see what they do to absolutely rinse the system before it sort of like before it gets shelved. 
it's on two discs, isn't it? One for the game data and one for the actual. Yeah, actual it's game. on two discs. Really? Yeah. Is it? It's a big game. Like, where, <laughs> it's big. Right, James. What about you, mate? Not mentioning no names if you know names of characters because Kate doesn't want to know nothing. But what? What are, you, what are your hopes? I've seen less than Kate. I think I, I saw oh, half. There we go. I saw half of that video she described, and I turned it off. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, right? I think I think Just Justy is the only person that knows any relevant information to The Last of Us Part Two. Uh, I don't know anything. Mikey, I don't think knows anything. Um, awesome. I've watched one trailer. That's pretty much right. It. Then James, it's your turn. Then man, what what were your hopes for the future? Yeah. Of what's like for, for part two? What do you hope to see gameplay wise? What do you hope to see story wise? Like, what do you think? Yeah. Um. I mean, the thing is, we all know Naughty Dog have always set a very good precedence for like the the bar of future gaming. Um, action adventure all took a massive uh, influence from Uncharted, and I think like even even God of War, God of War three looked at Last of Us and no, sorry, got the new God of War. Yeah, whatever. yeah. That took like I think that took a, a look at the at Last of Us and sort of looked at its um, gameplay style, even the story it told, and looked at applying a more sensitive tone. Um, and I'm looking forward to seeing what Last of Us Two does for the future of gaming. Um, I know it's going to open the bar. I know its graphics are going to be phenomenal, and I know the soundtrack is going to be amazing, and the story is going to be great. And I think there's going to be some amazing set pieces. I mean. If there's one thing I want to see a little bit more of, I wouldn't mind seeing just some memorable set pieces that, um, like we said, you know, like um, the bit with Joel in the first one where he gets stuck upside down. And it's, yeah, yeah. I want to see a few more things like that. Um, but, you know, I mean, I'm not going to doubt them. I know the game I'm going to enjoy. Uh, but my, my highest anticipation is how it's going to be affecting the future of gaming. And um, also, haven't am I wrong? But I, I do think the clickers have meant to have gotten worse in this game like are they the more advanced or something like no comment (laughs) it's not i mean my brain tells me it's not going to be the same clickers it's going to be like it's it's x amount of time since number one and you know the 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 cordyceps virus alone you've ravaged the bodies more and i think we'll see extra phases of uh infected so yeah that's what i'm looking forward to looking forward to new ways to shit myself I think Mikey. for me, for me, it's uh, obviously like we're all excited about with the music and graphics and stuff. But for me, I'm I'm excited to see how uh, gameplay wise and, and and the mechanics and stuff and all the new weapons that we might be able to get and how how the enemies interact with you. I know, uh, Chris, you touched on a bit last week about new I, ways that um, the enemies. Careful. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm not gonna. Yeah, don't worry, I can, I'm not gonna. Well, no, I can, gonna. I can say this. It's not a spoiler. The en- all, every enemy in the game has a name. So when you kill an enemy and their friend sees you kill that enemy, they will scream out their name to make it a more yeah. personal experience to make you feel bad. Uh, yeah, same just... as the dogs. The dogs in the game have names as well. Oh, I'm not. Kidding. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, it's just stuff like that. It's, it's. I'm just super excited about experiencing yeah, stuff a, new, like... a new way of an NPC or, like, a, a, an enemy that you interact with and kill, it's, it's going to bring a lot more meaning to... I'm not just killing random people and not uh, and not having them have a feeling towards it or have a feeling towards, oh, I'm just shooting someone and I'm going to run away. Like, actually feeling something about that, which Naughty Dog yeah. are amazing at doing anyway. So, yeah, more emotional, emotional... You guys are going to hate yourselves. You kill a dog and its owner screams out its name. So, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> I have to kill the dog. Hmm? I have to kill the dog. 
Uh, I'm not saying nothing. All right, next, Rehan, what about you? Right, going on a tangent here. Um, you see how The Last of Us, when it came out, I didn't know fuck all about the game, right? I just knew it was going to be special. Uh, yeah. It was the game that made me buy a PlayStation 3. E3 2012's trailer uh, with the AI mechanics just sold me. And I didn't know anything about the game, who made it, who wrote it, who designed it, who scored it. I just knew I wanted to play the game, right? Such a massive yeah. game. I didn't know anything about the story. I played it from start to finish. Special game. See, that is replicated with this new one. Part two has a completely different lineup of people on the game. From, for example, Bruce Straley is no longer, you know, working on on the Lost no, Us at any aspect, right? No. It was it, it's co-written by Neil Druckmann, but alongside a a, a new person who's who's written episodes. Um, of uh, Westworld, she's Haley called Halle Halle Gross, right? Um, I don't even know who this person is. She, she's she's unknown. So I know the review scores are saying ten out of ten, and I'm probably going to feel the same when I'm playing it with um, different designers as well. But Gustavo's coming back. Very happy to 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 hear what he's going to score on on this game and how many tracks he has because I'm not really looking into anything regarding The Last of Us. But my sort of what I'm looking forward to is, will the game add more uh, mechanics in terms of inventory, um, in terms of sourcing? For example, you know how like Tomb Raider, the the rise of the Tomb Raider and then Shadow of the Tomb Raider, it got bigger and bigger in terms of how Lara is more of a hunter and more of a deadly weapon. I yeah. want to know how Ellie can utilize the environment around her mm. rather than because in the first game with Joel, you had these four different sections. You had the brick, the bottle, you had um, your weapons, you had Shiv. Yeah. yeah. And I want to know what can Ellie do in this one and how much of a survival, survival aspect will she have in this game compared to Joel mm-hmm. in the first one? Because I don't know if you're going to play as Joel in this version. At the moment, everything is advertised as you get to play as Ellie. Ellie's the main protagonist. Ellie is the main face of the game. Yeah, I think uh, it'll be really cool. I probably It probably doesn't really suit this style of game, but uh, with with the clothes, because it's so iconic, uh, imagine if they implement some sort, sort of way that you can change the, the shirt you're wearing or you, the clothes. You can actually do that in Last of Us 1, believe it or not. Oh, maybe I've decided. Yeah, but you couldn't. You couldn't do that real time. You had to keep reloading a checkpoint. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah you had yeah, to, you yeah, to yeah. go into the special. Have you guys? Any of you guys played Last of Us One in black and white? I've not. No. I've not actually it is played. an experience. If you go into the filters and buy the black and white one, which all of you can afford after completing the game once, <laughs> it is a stunning experience to play it in black and white. It's actually. It's like when I don't know if you guys have done it either, but it's when you watch when you go from watching Logan. Uh, when it's in color to watching logan noir which they released with blu-ray it is very much like watching uh, playing a whole different game like he's still playing the last of us but it's a lot more bleaker because all the color is gone i'm glad that you brought up logan because i remember seeing logan and just getting serious last of us vibes oh definitely yeah yeah (laughs) can can i bring something about it sorry james what'd you say can i bring something up Um, yeah of course man yeah yeah this is an open discussion about last of us Left Behind. We haven't discussed it. We haven't discussed Left Behind. Is it on the agenda? Of course I it didn't, is. I didn't really enjoy the Left Behind as much as Ooh, I wanted get to. Out! <laughs> <laughs> do, do you get what I'm saying, though? It, it just, I, I appreciate the story, but it wasn't. It just didn't satisfy me enough as as a 
in terms of content and it just felt like a walking simulator with a little bit of action in it it just didn't uh, i don't know man i get what you mean it was very because it was too short to build up any real yeah um as a character you can't build up that sort of arsenal that you need to feel like you've got that arc um one thing that last was did amazing was the loadout like you started off with minimal weapons and it slowly gave you more and more weapons until in the end you, you, you picked up a flamethrower and you felt like suddenly enemies weren't going to be quite so scary. But by that point, you was you know, quite far into the game. Uh, in Left Behind, obviously, I, I, I don't think you pick up much in the way weaponry, do you? No. But it was a nice narrative experience. I mean, it was nice to sort of learn a bit more about, about Ellie. I wish they could have kept that in the original game because it happens between... Um, Joel getting hit and when she comes back with a first aid kit or something, right? Yeah, it's two. It's like two timelines, isn't it? It's um, yeah. It's like it'd be nice if in the remaster they sort of slid it in as a director's cut. Yeah, uh, and then because you're sort of treated to some flashbacks of pre the pre biting the pre biting. Yeah, yeah. Pre bitten. Oh wait, Kate, did you play the Left Behind? Um, I didn't play it. I just watched my friend play it. So I appreciated it in terms of a little um, kind of extra padding out of the character of Ellie and a bit of storyline, but I didn't actually try playing it. So I can't really say a lot about that. Fair enough. I I was the one of these gamers who uh, didn't want... So I, it actually took me. So I played The Last of Us and then I, The Left Behind came out and I didn't touch it for like three months because I didn't want this, my story to be with Joel and Ellie to be over. <laughs> <laughs> so I literally kept the left behind on my console and would not touch it until I was like, okay, Chris, time to end it. Go play the left behind. <laughs> uh, and that's what I did. I left it as a nice little caveat uh, after the last of us. Oh, I just played it for the first time, like, last month. So. Oh, really? Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's fresh in your mind then, James. Yeah, it's, 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 it's quite fresh. I mean, no, I was drinking at the time, so I mean, half fresh. <laughs> <laughs> Right, so that's closing up on everything about The Last of Us. Uh, one, one before I go, that we've all got everybody together because I know Kate's got an opinion on this as well. How does everybody feel about the PS5? And how do you think it's going to adapt Naughty Dogs? Keep on the Naughty Dog level. How do you think it's going to adapt Naughty Dogs future games? And what do you feel about the PS5 in general? Huh. <laughs> <laughs> so we always just go silent. <laughs> I, I didn't. I didn't want to be the first to jump in because because um, I I did a massive uh, room, like we, well we did like a watch party, didn't we, we last? Watched, we, uh, we, yeah, we watched the so, PS5 with our uh, with with our friend Greg Draven. And, and I, yeah, I got I got very. I, I suppose actually no, I was going to say I got very excited. I didn't get very excited. I got very drunk, and then I watched the reveal. Um, I. My general vibe when it was first revealed was, um, as Chris knows, like I was a little bit underwhelmed at first. Um, I have rewatched a lot of the trailers throughout the week um, with proper frame rate and everything yeah. else. It looks 10 times better that way. Um, but as with anything, really, it should be about the games more than more than anything, shouldn't it? And we know that the exclusive to the PlayStation are going to be the main selling point for the console. And what better way to do that than um, play like another Uncharted or Last of Us game, so or maybe something completely unique? So I suppose we know that they know how to push a console right to its limits um, yeah. and then some. So I'm excited to see what they enter the console um, uh, game. You know what? What they what they chuck it as when it first comes out, 
and then also to see how that evolves over the decade or whatever the console is around for. Um, so we just know that they're going to, if anyone can can max out its capabilities, it's going to be Naughty Dog. Um, and I always say I'd love to see a little bit of something to do with VR as well, but that's just me. I love VR, so. VR's great. I agree. Yeah. Anyone else? The, 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 oh, first, the, the first game was developed as an idea based on Neil Druckmann's story over five to ten years so so this game was was is is a piece of art and such a great game because it took such a long time to make i don't know what naughty dog can do next because this is this is their crown jewel right i I believe i'm going to cause a little controversy here but they imagine if the last of us part two didn't come out and they went with something else what do you think the reaction would be from a neutral point stand but from a gamer That's a question I didn't expect tonight. Um, uh, I mean, my personal reaction if The Last of Us Part 2 didn't come out, I mean, it's bittersweet, isn't it? Because we still got Part 1, and Part 1 is still a phenomenal experience on its own. Uh, I mean, if we never had a sequel, it's gutting, but I mean, at the same time, it is is a complete package, The Last of Us Part 1. You have got a story, beginning, middle, and end. As much as it ends on a slight cliffhanger, it's not like if I never had a second part, I'd be absolutely gutted um the rumor is next they're going to do savage starlight anyway they're going to that's what they've been hinting at in most of their games so savage starlight is going to be the next game is the rumor anyway a sci-fi shooter but who knows i mean yeah i wonder what i was just thinking what they will do next i mean i don't i feel like the uncharted is nicely sort of wrapped up in a bar but the the, the allure of making more is always there isn't it um oh god yeah is Naughty Dog a big company uh, like Insomniac is? Because they, I mean, they have 500 people working on The Last of Us Part 2, no? Yeah, a lot of people working on The Last of Us Part 2, yeah. So I'm sure they've got a secondary division working on a new IP at the moment, but they're just not doing anything with it. No, they're working on Last of Us Multiplayer at the moment. Seriously? So what, the whole yeah, studio yeah, yeah. is working yeah, on yeah. the multiplayer? Yeah. Uh, well, half, like, so basically, uh, Last of Us Multiplayer is going to be a separate game. This, they've already confirmed it's not. this is not me like talking leaks. Give me a separate game releasing somewhere next year. Like a, like a cooperative adventure. No, no, the the just um, like it might there might be some co-op there might be some co-op. I mean, they, I mean, they did pretty cool with the survival mode with uh, with um, Uncharted Force. They could do a survival mode for Last of Us, but at the moment right. it's very it's very much like uh, teams versus teams survivors. Like it wasn't Last of Us one. Uh, I just uh, had an idea. Bringing it um, back. Yeah. You guys played Attack on Titan, right? Attack on Titan two. Well, I played Attack on Titan two. What if they? What I, if Naughty Dog was to use the story? That 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 the guys did, Omega Force did with AOT two. So, create your own character in the universe of The Last of Us. Wow! You're, you're, and then and then build yourself up as a diary, as a journal, and then that multiplayer aspect is you fighting against other people, and then you come to the point where once you when your character dies, that's your story finished, and you start wow. again. With a new oh, character. Gosh. <laughs> great. That sounds great. That's oh, good. Neil Druckmann. Now I want to play this multiplayer. <laughs> I sent him a, a request on Facebook. He never added me. So. Oh, and that sounds awesome. Him. Yes, I met him. It's oh, a cool sorry. dude. Very short. Very, very short. <laughs> he's very shy. Have you have you noticed? He is. He is. He's quite shy. But um, he's he's a cool dude though. Definitely, Bless him. He's definitely a cool, cool dude. Is Neil Druckmann? <laughs> um, right. So, anything else anyone else wants to say before we nearly ready to wrap this episode up? Not quite. But anyone, anyone else, anyone wants to say? Troy Baker and Ashley Johnson, um, do you think they 
are they were born to play the characters? Ooh, what a question. Um, uh, that question. I have to say, yeah. I mean, they're, they're, yes. their acting's phenomenal and the chemistry together. And not just not just what you see on screen in the game, but all the behind-the-scenes photos and stuff. They And, you know, when they go along to conventions and stuff together, they've just got such an amazing um, friendship that you need if you're going to do scenes that kind of... Um, emotional and and um intimate and stuff as well so i would be i you know once you've seen those characters it's hard to imagine anyone else playing them apart from um, yeah oh what's her name the girl that ellie looks just like ellen page um you can picture oh, ellen page maybe playing ellen page. <laughs> it's quite funny because ellen page was doing beyond two souls at the same time as yeah. Dog was developing the last yeah, that one. really spun me out i almost felt like it was the same character again i'm like what well, you know <laughs> Then she tried to sue Naughty Dog. Talk about pissing on chips that could have happened. <laughs> oh. Wait, did Naughty Dog ever approach Ellen Page to do the role first? Or was nothing. No, nothing. It literally was just place. a mistake, the fact that Ellie looked like Ellen Page. Like, yeah, that was literally... Yeah. Well, I don't know. There was, um, there was a character in the first Last of Us that looked an awful lot like... Um, uh, it was from Game of Brad Thrones. Pitt? No, there was the guy from Game of Thrones. Is it Bron? Oh, you the little boy. Who, who looks like Bron? In The Last of Us. Oh, okay. So, like, in the opening, you know, you and Tess go to retrieve your guns of someone. Oh, uh, Robert. Oh, yeah. Robert. Robert. You think Robert looked like Bron? Is it? Is that? Is it Robert Last? Yeah, Robert Last was. His, yeah. name, his name is Robert. Yeah. Robert's the guy with the guns, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Robert, Robert's the guy with the Tell me, he doesn't like Jerome Flynn. <laughs> <laughs> so. Tell me, you- Tom- yeah, just your Go, going back to what Kate said, and this is this really cool story I really appreciate from Troy Baker's why I could never see no one else play Joel. Is that Troy obviously went in, he was like just fresh off Final Fantasy, he just played Snow in Final Fantasy. Uh, and he was fresh off doing that, and he didn't think he was going to get this 40, you know, 40 to 50 year old man role, uh, you know, because he was like 30 something, I think maybe even younger. I think, I think he's just his early 30s, uh, and he didn't think he would, you know, he'd qualify. And what was really cool is after you got the role and this kind of stuff, and they'd been they'd been filming a few weeks, uh, not filming, you know, mocapping. Uh, they they he knew that the scene was coming up where he had to do the Sarah scene, obviously having Sarah in his arms and this kind of stuff. And um, Troy prepared for it; he did as much as he could for it. So it comes in, they do the scene, uh, and Troy's like just giving it his absolute all, screaming, crying, just doing the best he possibly can, right? Uh, and Neil's like, we've got it. He's like, Neil's like, we got it. Neil's like, not yet. Keep going. He's like, we got it. Not yet. Keep going. So he's done about 30 takes and he's just drained by him. Everyone can see Troy is just done, you know. And eventually Neil goes, yeah, no, look, we've got it. Now, the thing is, Troy was like, okay, thank God we've done that. The scene's over. No, I've never done that ever again. Uh, and then <laughs> a week later, he gets a phone call from Neil Druckmann. Look, Troy, um, we've not got it. We need to do it again. And Troy's like, what? I've given my absolute all into this scene. I've put my uh, everything into this, uh, you know, and he realized what he'd done. So he goes back. He didn't realize he'd done this point. Sorry, I've turned on there. He goes back and he does this scene again and again. And Neil just goes to him and goes, look, Troy, just live in the moment. Just be the character. And he's like, what would you, he's like, he knows what he means, but he doesn't understand what he's saying at, at such, because he's given the best performance of his life like last week. So anyway, Troy then just gives this really solid performance that's so subtle. No screaming, no crying. It's crying, sorry, but no screaming, no kind of going. And he realized what he'd done. He realized the week before 
that when he'd gone in, he had something to prove. He had to prove to everyone in that room that he was Troy Baker, the actor. This is what he's here to do. You know, you've seen him fresh face. You don't believe he can play a character you know, that age. He wanted, really wanted to kind of show off. This is what he does, you know? And then he realized the week when he, had, when he went back that it was just about the truth of the scene. And when he did it, that was the take they used. And it was a third take on that week because he just took away Troy Baker, the actor, and just was Joel. And then he was like, that's when they got it. Because it was no Troy trying to act. Even though he's an incredible actor, he was trying to show everyone in that room that I'm Troy Baker, look what I can do in the in, in the first week. And then when he had that next, when they did that next week, he just completely nailed it. And to me, that shows the attention to detail and the love that Troy, Neil, you know, Ashley, all the, the everything that went into that game. And it's just, it's just, yeah, I could never imagine anyone. That's a very long-winded answer, but it's a story I love from Troy Baker. The fact that he had to film that dreaded scene twice, even though he wished he didn't have to, but he's glad he did in the end. That's good. Good story, man. Yeah. What scene was it? It was a scene with Sarah. Sarah's dying in his arms. He had to do it. He had to do it again after finding all that emotion. Well, the life of an actor. Have you guys, uh, it's obviously a, a question towards Kay and Chris, like you guys done stuff like that where you've had to redo a scene so many times to really capture that, that moment and, and, and be asked to go back and do it again? Yeah, I mean, depends. With, it depends on the directors you work with. Some of them um, will give you all day to get what they envisioned for a part, and you'll throw everything you've got at it, and you're still not nailing it, really. Um, and sometimes one of the best things a director can say to you is like, "This is kind of what we want, but now, now that you've got this part, it's up to you to like put your yourself into it and and bring it to life." And much like Chris just said, like. Sometimes the best thing you can do is actually just take the act of it and just don't even think about it. Just think like, I'm in this situation. Forget about the character. I'm in this situation. How do I feel about it? And just react to what's going on. Um, And when it comes to things like uh, even auditions in particular, with auditions, you do feel that element of like, I've got, yeah, exactly. Again, like Chris has just said, you think I've got to live up to something, you know, because somebody out there has given you this opportunity to to audition for something. And um, in particular, I I had quite a big feature film audition a few years ago. It was that film called The Meg, you know, with um, Jason Statham. Oh, you auditioned for that. That's amazing. Yeah, I auditioned for that. But I was bricking it because my agent had sent it to me. And I remember spending two full days doing the same scene over and over again and I invited different people around to come and read in the other part and they were like reading in for Jason Statham's part and that and I was like I was like my agent actually said at the time he said he could see me shaking where I was just giving it so much I was just trying so hard um and now I mean I didn't get it in the end I don't know why that's that's kind of irrelevant but my my current agent now she just says to me look if you do any taped audition record it maybe maximum five times and then just let it go just send it off let it go because if you just keep hammering something over and over again you're you're kind of weakening the role because you're thinking too much about your your ego and your position and why you deserve the role and you're completely forgetting to just bring that character to life so um yeah i don't know if that answers the question but yeah take the acting out and put the put the you know put yourself into the role really mm. Chris, that, was a, the, that was a better way of answering the question. That was some advice to budding actors and actresses who are listening <laughs> right now. You know what I mean? So that's the, they've got they've got a bonus. They've got their video game talk and they've got some acting advice. So I mean, um, that's even better. I mean, I so can't really follow that, guys. I mean, Kate is the best of the best. 
Um, I mean, <laughs> I mean, the, a scene I had to do, which I had to do repeatedly over and over again, and just drain me, was a scene for a film called Vampires versus Vikings, uh, and I played oh, the, vam- the the vampire king. Um, <laughs> so I was in charge of sorry, the Viking king. God, Chris, don't ruin your character. The Viking king, uh, and uh, I had to send my daughter away. I can't give too much spoilers because of NDAs and stuff. But I had to send my daughter away. She had to go away for some reason, and we had to film that about twenty five times because. Wow. Yeah, but that was but that was kind of my fault as well because I wasn't finding the truth of the scene. I like I I couldn't cry, and for me, I, it's, there's no shame using a tear stick. But if you can, Kate would probably agree. If you can find that raw emotion in yourself to bring it up, you're giving a lot more of a raw performance. Um, and eventually, you know, we ended ended up with both me and the young actress in tears. So we got it. <laughs> hey, nice, <laughs> nice. But it, it took a while to get to that emotional emotional spot because obviously I haven't got a daughter, so it's really weird for yeah. me to kind of resonate with a father and kind of understand what that would mean. Giving, giving. So I, in the end, I kind of resonate as weird as it's going to sound with giving my way my pet. You know, how I'd feel about <laughs> that, make sending my pet away. Um, so yeah, that's how I kind of got there. That's, in the end. that's perfect acting technique, though, Chris, because it's about. I mean, there's different styles out there, but one of my favourite, Meisner, is all about... Oh, I um, it's Yeah, it's creating something that gets you to the same emotional level, but it's not real. You don't have to think of a real tragedy that's happened to you. Yeah. you. It's an imaginary one. And if giving away a pet or whatever gets you to the same level that it would do if you lost a daughter, then that's the perfect thing because you're not going to be scarred from doing that scene because it never happened. Whereas exactly. people that draw on real-life tragedy end up becoming quite messed up and it kind of negates from the whole fun of being an actor because you're actually like dealing with horrible shit week by week you know you're much better off just creating it in your head and then letting it go mm-hmm. but anyway we can do we can do acting chat another time with those and pull the pants off i promise you're not boring anybody like they're all they're yeah. all they're all they're all stunned by your answers because they've, they've never spoke to a proper actor they've had to deal with me so i mean oh, they're, oh, they're, they're all they're, they're all like wow this is what it's actually like instead of chris speaking the way he speaks <laughs> I'm right. We can save. We can save the. Uh, like we can do like a separate episode where we go really in in depth deep about um, acting in, in video games. And that, that means we we'll, we'll, well. we'll, we'll definitely bring our friend Greg into that one. He'll 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 love, <laughs> he'll love to be yeah, involved yeah. in that. Yeah yeah. yeah. Uh, Dave, Keep tuned for that, guys. Something? If you're listening so far to this long last of a special Untold Culture, we'll be having a acting in video game special soon. For now, though. We're going to wrap up this episode because if you're listening to this just before you're going to be playing The Last of Us Part 2, prepare yourselves, take a deep breath, close your eyes, and get ready for one of the best games of this generation again because Cyberpunk's been delayed. So The Last of Us Part <laughs> oh, yeah. 2 is going to take the crown. <laughs> Which Rayhan won't be experiencing on this generation. So, oh, what a shame. It's been awesome to have Crafty Kate come on the uh, on Untold Culture for the first time. Uh, just Justy as always, Mikey as always, and James Lamb, a wolf in lamb's clothing, our very special art director as always. Guys, any last last things before we we close off? Just want to say thanks. For... Yeah, thank you. Yeah, no, I was going to say exactly the same. Thanks so much for inviting me on, and it's been really nice to share this um, moment in hopefully gaming history with you guys. So thanks so much. Hey, thank yeah, you for right. coming on, Kate. It's amazing. As I, as I said to you guys before, Kate Davis Speak is an incredible actress, an amazing friend, and just so bloody talented. And one of the best Lara Croft cosplayers in the world. So, you know, you. great. <laughs> we'll, we'll have to do a cosplay chat as well. That'd be fun. Get some cosplay Hell, yes. Well. That sounds good. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're hearing that yeah. first again on Talk Culture, people. We're going to do a chat with some well-known cosplayers, uh, and we're going to talk, me, Kate, and other people, uh, about cosplay. Awesome. So, yeah, thank you guys for listening to this episode of the Untold Culture Podcast. If you liked it, make sure you follow us on all of our socials, and we'll catch you guys in the next episode. Bye for now. Bye. Bye. Bye.